godly ocean of appetites. For the godly ocean of appetites. For the godly ocean of appetites. For the godly ocean of appetites. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Commuters Communion and devotional appetizers for the godly on the go. My goal is to help you to stay spiritually fed through your communion with Christ, even if you got to stop by the drive-thru. My name is Terrence Moore at Rhythm and Redemption. And today, what's on the menu? Urgent care. So, um, you know, I've been working with my therapist um, to really understand you know, more about the things that I struggle with, my anxiety, irritability, lack of focus, um, hindrances to joy, um, and a lot more. I'm going to go all deep on y'all, but therapy has been a huge blessing. Um, within that, the different fruits that's come with it have been a blessing as well. Um, you know, and there's the truth that I knew before going to therapy, but that I'm now able to get a lot more depth with uh, within therapy. And that truth is that most of our troubles are more internally based than they are based in our circumstances and the conditions that surround us. Because of that, we need a lot of help and support to be well. That can be from community, that can be from uh, relational partners, that can be from so many different things, but we really do need a lot of support. Uh, And that's, you know, because to be frank and honest um, and really to connect that to even our Christian faith, you can be whole in Christ, yet still desperately in need of his help. I know that um, some people in some churches like to paint it as you become a Christian and everything becomes all roses. But don't get it twisted. In your flesh, you still need desperately the Lord. It's a beautiful oxymoron that leads to the main point of today. And that's this. As Christians, we're both healed and in our flesh, needy. And that's a wonderful thing. If I put it another way, I I would say to have a need for Christ, the great physician is a sign of health in the kingdom of God. You know, in our culture, um, to be needy or or not self-sufficient is seen as a bad thing. The less independent you are, the worse that that is in our culture. It's esteemed and Um, Exalted that you want to be as independent as possible. But in the kingdom of God, that's inverted. To be needy and to know that and to lean into your need in Christ is a rich, wise, and beautiful thing. In Matthew chapter 9, verses 10 through 13, there's a couple of things going on. While Jesus is reclining at the table with sinners and tax collectors, he's questioned on that. And they say to him, they say, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? And Jesus, of course, has an answer and says, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. The verse continues on in verse 13 to say, go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice, for I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. Now, without peeling back um, so many layers and really pulling out the exegetical understanding of this verse. For this devotional, I really want to focus on the importance of the imagery that Jesus decides to use and why Jesus' illustration uses the practice of a physician. And to answer that question and to give us um, a central picture for the devotional, to put it plainly, I think is because he wants 
to be seen as our urgent care. He wants to be seen as our place to receive great care and to meet our urgent need. Jesus is our great physician that saved us from our sin, and he's the doctor that still takes care of us, not only in our physical infirmities, but within all the things that we need to be well. To lean into that as a good thing, I want you to think of urgent care within three manners. I want you to think of urgent care as a place of dependence, as a place of desperation, and a place of depth. Urgent care is a place of uh, dependence because you can't help yourself. When you are helpless, and within this case, it is a good thing to be able to confess that you confess and find freedom in the fact that you need Jesus. And that the more that you run away from that, the more that you um, try to do things on your own, the more that you'll wither in your efforts. Don't be like a baby who fights and flails, fighting the medicine a parent is trying to give them. Be a patient who knows that they are in need, who is dependent upon the care of a doctor, who is dependent and knows that things won't pan out well if they're not in their care. So yeah, to be in a, to be in urgent care to know is to know that you're in a place of dependence and that you can't help yourself, and that's a good thing. But it's also a place of desperation. It's a place of desperation because it's urgent. I think a lot of us struggle because we want to go to Jesus after we've tried our own strength and tried our own efforts and strategies. We think Jesus is helping us by assisting our own efforts. And faith without works is dead, sure. But to think that Jesus is your last step as opposed to your primary hope is to be flawed and to have a lack of understanding about the matter. To be desperate is to be in a place of urgent need. You need to run, sprint, speed as fast as you can to get to God. When you're tempted, when you're confused, when you don't know how things are going to happen, let's try to make it our instinct to, to sprint to him. To know that anything that is an urgent need doesn't require our urgent efforts, but they require God's um, urgent and desperate attention. And let's make that first. And thirdly, urgent care is a place of depth because you can expect results. The emphasis here is on expectation. You don't go to urgent care without the expectation of change, without the expectation that they can speak to, address, and fix or care for your situation. If you wanted surface results, you just get some cheap over-the-counter medicine that might have effects in four to six hours or might wear off after some time or you might have to take double the dosage. But nah, God is a physician, a great physician, and he's able to reach with depth to the core of your needs. Know that when you approach him, you can go there with that expectation of depth, with that expectation of him uh, speaking to the very thing that needs addressing. And that can be hard because sometimes we can want a circumstance fixed, but God sees well, that's how that circumstance is edifying and sanctifying us internally. But know that when God is working, it's always at the core and at the things that are most important. And it's always with depth. You know, if you're a Christian, you can go to urgent care and be seen and cared for with urgency and with 
um, yeah, nursed back to health and wellness because you're his. And it's a form of grace, of delightful grace, because while he's your great physician in urgent care now, in order for that to happen, he was once your surgeon in the emergency room before. You were in terminal decline on the way to death, not knowing Christ and dying in sin. God came down to earth in the ambulance of human flesh. And by the IV of his Holy Spirit, he got you. And he got you to the ER where he performed life-saving surgery. He turned your heart of stone into a heart of flesh where you could repent of your sin and trust in him. He gave up his life in the process. But because of his pursuit of you, you now have life. But you need help going forward. And you're going to need help as long as you are in the flesh. And that's a good thing. We need his help, his Holy Spirit, his continual care and work within us to walk in the spirit and not in the flesh, to die to ourselves daily and take up our cross. But thankfully, Jesus as the great physician is the one for the job. So for your to-go plate for today, I'm going to leave you with a question. Do you see your need for God? That's a good thing. The fact that you don't need to be independent and self-reliant. The fact that you can go to him when you're desperate, when it's urgent, when you're dependent and get results. Do you see that as a good thing? And if so, what does that perception and need lead to in your walk with God? What actions, what thoughts, what habits? What spiritually formative things are that birth in you? Think on that. To be Christian is to be both healed and in your flesh needy. And that's a wonderful thing because in our walk with him, based off of his finished work, he's the great physician. Amen. So I'm going to pray and send us on. I pray that you have a day. I pray that you have a day that's filled in the spirit. Lord, I... um. Lord, I ask you to uh, reach down to all of your children. Show them the way that you already reached down. Show them the way that you've cared for them deeply from birth up to now. Show them that you don't stop them at the door, but you swing it open wide, inviting them to come get cared for, to come get attention, oh Lord, to come get nursed back to wellness. To have need of you, oh Lord, is to be within the care of a great miracle and grace. Dear Lord, I pray that you would change our mindset so that we can have better communion with you that encompasses the sweetness of victory and favor, but also encompasses the lows of struggle and uh, need. Dear Lord, let us see it all as a miracle and it all as a thing to, for us to fix our gaze upon. Dear Lord, I pray that you would relieve and comfort and um, yeah, Lord, just embrace everyone who needs um, intervention, whether that intervention looks like to them life-saving surgery or whether that looks like a shot, dear Lord, to get them well or whether that looks like a quick outpatient procedure. Lord, I pray that you can all you can be seen as the one for it, dear Lord, across the scale. Be with the listeners throughout the day and let this bless them and bear fruit in their life. We love you, Lord. This in your son, Jesus Christ's name that we pray. Amen. All right, commuters, I appreciate y'all tuning in for another episode. I hope that you have a wonderful day. 
And until next time, as always, stay fed. <laughs>